You're listening to the MM Maniacs with Nick David and Matt Kona. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, animals of all varieties, it is the MM Maniacs podcast, Nick David. And via satellite, Matt Kona. Matt Kona via satellite. Because you have a microphone uh, and I don't. I do. I do, but uh, you, the microphone that you're hearing on your end is the microphone on my on my tablet, I believe, not the microphone that I'm speaking into. So this will be better audio on this end, uh, which is, uh, yeah, whatever. So we have a lot to talk about. Um, we have the uh, fights, last week's fights to talk about, and this coming week's fights to talk about, and uh, and what else? How are you? <laughs> I'm fine. I'm I'm looking forward to the the fights this weekend. It feels like last last Saturday's fights were so far away. I know. Because I was just thinking about Norman Park popped into my head the other day, <laughs> but I didn't remember if he won or lost. And I remember because there were so many fights on that card, and they were all on Fight Pass, so they were all boom, 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 pretty much yeah. right after another. Um. But did you end up going back and watching all of them? Last I spoke to you was about these fights was at one in the morning when you were driving home from the blues festival. Uh, yes, I've gone. I think I've watched. Yeah, I watched everything. I watched everything uh, because I was planning about talking about. I was planning about having a doing a podcast on. Was it? What was it? Was today? Today's Thursday. What time you came up Monday? So I was planning on Monday. I thought we were going to do a podcast regarding all those fights. So I did all yeah. my due diligence and and watched all of the fights so we could talk about them that night. And then we didn't. Then we just had like a goof off podcast <laughs> where, where we didn't really talk about fights at all. We talked about we talked about land landwear's head trauma. And that's about that's as much about fights as we talked. I think. <laughs> I yet tried to ask upcoming guest Ryan Cheney if he liked punching people in the face but uh, it didn't it was just a fun podcast that is probably much more trouble than it's worth for you to edit yeah uh, there's a lot that has to be taken out of that mess <laughs> uh, I did live. I did piece all of the pieces together so I have it all in a uh everything's pieced together in the order that it's supposed to go into and it's all saved as one big file. So I've done all that editing that way. So now what I just have to do is go in and chop out little pieces and put on the beginning and put on the ending. And some, some point you'll be able to listen to the silliness that transpired uh, on that day, our fine listeners. Until that point, uh, you'll just have to take our word for it. It was silly. It was okay. a, a so silly what? night. So what are your first reactions to the press conference? Uh, <laughs> I know that the UFC kind of tricked everyone into watching their one-hour road to UFC 196 production, which is good, but I've already seen it. Right. So the, that, that, that's the part that bothered me is I had already watched it as well. So <laughs> we both got to watch it twice now. Yeah. Yeah. They did. They did. Uh, 
did trick everyone into that for sure. That's your first reaction. No, I've been tricked. What's that? What do you think about uh, what went down? There a little scuffle at the end. I've, it's already it's, memes <laughs> and tweets of it all over. Just look did at you the did you lose did you lose audio halfway through the face yeah, off between? I, okay, I, I, all right. I, I, I wasn't. I wanted to make sure that wasn't just me and it was everyone. So we lost all the audio halfway through the face off between Misha Tate and Holly Holm, and then it continued through the fist slapping. Um, and the, uh, you know, whatever scuffle ensued there. And then after the, it was, uh, you know, when they, it's almost like they knew it was going to happen and they blanked out the audio so they didn't have to hear the, you know, shits and fuck yous and all that. But, uh, well, you know. that's, that's happened before with the audio at the end of, uh, when it comes to the stare downs. But if you want to hear it, can you hear this? I can hear it. Yep. Yeah. Um, well. <laughs> Did you hear one of the one of the press people go said uh, something like uh, that was exactly how I expected it to go down, right? <laughs> yeah. Something like yeah. that. He was saying to somebody who was standing next to him. He said, uh, "Did you expect well, it? To, did you expect it to go any other way, or so, something like that?" And then at the at the very <laughs> at the very very end, I don't know if you watched it all the way until there was no oh, air anymore. Yes. But <laughs> at the very very end, there was somebody in the audience that shouted out, "Fuck you, Nick!" And you could hear it audibly, fuck you, Nick. And then out of the, so over in that corner, there was like 30 people all in that corner where the Diaz's brothers were on stage. And you just see a, an arm thrust out of the middle of the crowd with a middle finger on it. Yeah. <laughs> so that was, uh, that was entertaining for sure. Well, here is the audio from right as they came in on both sides of Dana. Is this like some fan video? That doesn't sound like anything really, just a bunch of noise. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> so, uh, there were a few, this is a very Irish thing, there were a few who are you chants, which is their taunt. Oh. Who are oh, is that, you? that's a, who are you? Who are you? Who are you? <laughs> that's a, that's an Irish thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I, I, uh, or it's a Europe, Europe thing, but the, the, I, that's where I learned it was from the Irish. Uh, I'm not sure exactly, but I will say Connor had very fast hands reaching over with the left and smacking his, smacking Diaz's fist down. Right. And, and Diaz got noticeably annoyed when he he was hopping around him, and then he he seemed to catch himself, like he, he knows that Connor got to him in that moment. Yeah, and so he just had to keep up appearances, talking shit back and forth. <laughs> and then when everyone in his crew jumped on stage with a backpack on, Jake Shields. Yeah, it's always, it's always funny to me that whenever there's any kind of altercation, that whole entire crew gets involved. Like it was just, it was just McGregor on stage and then there's like, all of a sudden there's seven people from Carlson Gracie's on stage. And that's how yeah. they, I don't know if you remember, uh, back in Strike Force, 
um, when uh, uh, oh, what's his dang name? Now that we just said his name, and I can't think of it now. Jake Shields. Yeah, Jake Shields. Jake Shields has just uh, just uh, defended the title or won the title or something, and um, and Mayhem Miller jumped the fence. Do you remember that? Uh, Mayhem Miller I, jumped I the jumped. He was in the audience. Uh, he was in the audience. He he came up, jumped over the fence, and gotten. It was in Kansas, I believe. Oh I, Jesus! I, <laughs> More information than I have. I think uh, that's true because I I wasn't uh, watching it at the time, but when I'm listening to the Let's Get It On podcast with Big John McCarthy and uh, Sean, oh, fuck. He, he used to be the commentator on Spike TV from Bellator. Um, Oh, uh, dang it. I just had it for a second, too. Sean Shelby. No, not Sean Shelby. Um, no, no, no. Uh, uh, anyways, anyway, go ahead. <laughs> it's a great podcast. I'm sorry that I can't. Uh, um, anyway, I know that, they, yeah, they, they travel in packs like a bunch of gazelles, as he said. Um well, it was just that 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 particular uh, situation really annoyed me because uh, it ended up being the whole crew taking on Mayhem Miller. It's like you guys are all professional fighters. Any one of you can take on any one of you at any given day. You know, uh, I just I just remember I just remember Nate Diaz kicking Mayhem Miller while he was down on the ground. <laughs> it was such a punk ass thing to do uh, but that that's what that reminded me of this uh, this press conference was the whole here's the whole crew again oh, it's just mcgregor it's just mcgregor who you guys each of you has outweighed by 20 30 pounds yeah, yeah. and uh it's gonna take three of you that outweigh him to yeah whatever uh, sean wheelock is sean wheelock yes I was yeah. looking for. So he was on uh he was on Let's Get It On. He's a co-host of Let's Get It On with referee Big John McCarthy. Oh, okay. And I didn't know. They, that. Uh, he's also he well, he works for the Kansas State Athletic Commission. He's actually one of the reasons that Bellator and some states are changing their rules on weigh-ins whereas if you wake up at your weight, you can weigh in that morning and then start rehydrating and still just go to the weigh-in ceremony that they show, the pageantry they show on TV, but you'll oh. be at your normal weight. So, oh, that's, uh, oh that's, that's a good deal. That's really good. Yeah, very positive for uh, fighters' health. So yeah, that, yeah. Wow, that's great. Good yeah, for them. But he works a, a, a lot on um, – uh, he was at that – big summit after the incident happened and won championship and they're mm. on a committee to propose new rules to keep uh, health and safety up so yeah and a good journalist and podcaster as well so yeah, good John yeah, I've, I've downloaded a... blanking on the name say that again I said Sean Wheelock I apologize for blanking on the name uh, shout out to Sean Wheelock um, I have downloaded several episodes of it, but I haven't listened quite yet. I have, I have, 
I have a lot of uh, podcasts in my queue right now, and I can't get to really. I haven't been able to get to any of them just because I haven't uh, been spending a lot of time at home. Well, so. and the time you spend at home, you spend podcasting. What a vicious cycle. Right. <laughs> I don't have time to listen to other people's podcasts. I just have time to make podcasts for other people to listen to. Right. And this is your debut video podcast, so. A vodcast. It's a vodcast. Right. I guess. Uh, anyway, um, other thoughts about uh, the, the press conference? I thought uh, uh, Gregor had some uh, pretty funny lines in there. I like the one where he said, uh, where he said, uh, dance for me, dance for me, Nate. <laughs> but don't look me but in don't the look eye. But don't look me in the eye. <laughs> That was good stuff. That was very funny. Very, very funny. I, you know, as much as he, he's just not as, neither of the Diaz brothers are just not as crafty with their vernacular as, as, uh, as McGregor is. He's just very, has a very good command of the English language. And uh, the, the Diaz brothers talk shit, but it's much more, um, fucking caveman style shit talking yeah you know yes yes i do know do you know do you know do you i think Um, think it's it's the difference between a roast battle and just making fun of someone off the top of your head right in terms of because their response is just fuck you right right who do you train with who do you train that he was saying the same shit that he said at right last. at the at the exact same one. Right, I I thought I thought I was having a fucking flashback because it was the exact like same three sentences. I was like, wait, what? You've had a fucking how, how long ago was it? A week and a half ago? Two weeks ago? You uh, had that. Did. You've had you've had that long to think of something like wow. What would I what if I had time to think of it? If he said this to me, what would I? You've had time to go over that whole thing in your head, and you still are just stuck on the same. You haven't thought about it, so he hasn't. He hasn't thought about it. You know, that's the that's the thing. Well, he did say a new thing about Ido Portal, who is oh right with the with the, the, with the ponytail. Host. Yeah, that was kind of funny. That was a he little first, bit funny. He called him a gooky motherfucker. <laughs> Ido Portal is uh, Israeli. He doesn't look. Uh, Gooky, <laughs> but uh, Nate has very, very interesting thing. And also, said something about like, them playing slap ass, <laughs> playing slap uh, ass or grab butt. ass. What was it? Touch butt in the park. Touch, <laughs> touch butt in the park. <laughs> touch butt in the park. <laughs> That's yeah. funny. That is funny. You'll see who laughs. I, I mean, I, I'm still. I'm a little bit nervous about the fight as a McGregor supporter. That there, there's a lot to be said about the reach of the opponent, but uh, I, I believe that he's so fast. He he can do a lot of damage to the body. He can shut him down with a liver kick and then ground and pound, and it could be over just like that. But uh, well, I, I, my biggest concern for McGregor is if he. If he gets on the ground in any capacity, he's outmatched a million times over. So, on the top or on the bottom, he's way outmatched by Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is a motherfucker black belt. He's not just a black belt. He's a high-level black belt. 
and he has high-level jujitsu. And we haven't seen that from McGregor at all. I'm sure he's doing his due diligence, and I'm sure he's on the mats every day, and I'm sure he's working his butt off to get better, but he's not at Nate Diaz's level. If they did a grappling match, he'd lose 100 out of 100 times. <laughs> but you don't know that because you don't have the information to go on. I know how long Nate Diaz has been training in jiu-jitsu, and I've seen him, seen how he trained. I've seen his results both in jiu-jitsu and in MMA. And I've looked and, and seen some of the McGregor's jiu-jitsu and MMA. And it's not. Where have the, you seen his jiu-jitsu if he hasn't YouTube, really... YouTube. He has, he's, he's competed in jiu-jitsu tournaments. You can go on YouTube and watch some of his competitions. He's just not at Nate Diaz's level. If Nate, it, he, he has a chance if, if he takes Diaz down and he can stand up and get out of there. If he stays in his guard, he's in trouble. If Nate Diaz gets on top of him, he's fucked. Yeah. But having said that, he's fast. His takedown defense is good. Um, so it, it's a matter of you know, Diaz be able, being able to create enough confusion in order to get a takedown because he doesn't have great he doesn't have super crazy good takedowns, Diaz. But if he, just like you said, if he cracks him, you know, cracks him in the body and then cracks him in the head and gets him disoriented and does a little trip and gets on top of him, if he gets on top of McGregor, McGregor's in real trouble. But Yeah, I, I, I just don't Let me see say that. I, I, I think McGregor's going to win the fight, but these are the situations in which I see if McGregor could lose, these are the situations I see McGregor losing. Right. I, I just, uh, I think <laughs> you just don't see any situation in any, in any category. Oh. If I, if I, if I, if I we put him in there, we put him, go ahead, go ahead. Cut me off. Go ahead. I, said, I don't see any situation where either fighter is going for a takedown. I think the only way that either fighter is getting to the floor is if it's being followed by, hammer fists because I I see it being a, a striking affair uh, if there is jujitsu like, that's another thing to worry about yeah I'm not doubting Nate Diaz's power I'm, uh, I'm just saying aside from the one BJJ competition video perhaps we could see uh, what he's accomplished in the gym, which was it, we've never seen in the cage. I don't know if that's gonna happen. I I have my doubts, but the the, the biggest mismatch for me, the biggest thing to worry about, is is the reach and getting inside it. But who knows? He can hit him with an uppercut in four seconds. McGregor's done that before too. He could, he could. Here's the thing: if if Diaz starts getting teed off on. He's going, and he realizes he's outmatched. If it gets to that point where Diaz, Diaz is insanely outmatched on the feet, for whatever reason, I think it's gonna, I think it's gonna be a pretty close contest. Uh, uh, but if it's not, if it's completely lopsided on the feet, and Diaz starts getting his bell rung, he's gonna start looking for a takedown. And if he gets a takedown, <laughs> that's the. That's a bad deal for McGregor's. McGregor's on the bad deal on the bottom right there. Let me tell you. No, please never tell me. <laughs> <laughs> At least <it's> not 
Is that your character on uh Supermarket That's Paul? That's right, Supermarket Paul. I'm I'm his cousin Sal, right here. Grocery store Paul. I'm gonna put him Supermarket Paul before grocery store Paul comes up. <laughs> we're gonna start we're gonna start our own show called Supermarket <laughs> Paul to yeah, preempt. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna turn it over in in no time. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, Did you want to talk about last week's fights at all? We could we could talk uh, a little bit. Yeah, sure. We could. What do you want? Which one do you right. just talk about? The uh, I have a bunch of notes because I because I watched all the fights and I took notes on the fights. Um, and uh, let's see here. What do we got? We should post these on a blog because I had Bellator notes. Some of these notes look like the ranting of an insane person. Yeah, I don't know how in depth yours are. It's uh, just it's just br- brief stuff. Uh, I made uh, Timu Timu Pakalan. I really like that dude. He's like uh, he looks like Gunnar Nelson and team, but... he looks like Gunnar Nelson and Salvador Dali had a love child. Uh, but his jits is is crazy good, and uh, I'm really looking forward to seeing that dude again. Um, who? Sorry, I. Timu Pakalan, he was the he's the Swedish Swedish oh, okay. jujitsu guy. Yeah, yeah. The guy yeah. that looks like Gunnar Nelson and Salvador Dali had a baby. That's, yeah. Yes, yes. Yes, yeah, very deserving of the KO or the performance bonus. Yeah, absolutely. Because he because he stunned him, he stunned him with a right cross, and then then took him down, and then. Quick one. It yep. was a quick one. Yes. I was thinking about him earlier that day because I wasn't sure if he used mustache wax and if that would be allowed in the cage when they inspect you. But uh, and because there's no Vaseline allowed below the nose, so huh. I think you could do it naturally. I, I did a, a few test curls, and it can be. It was still in pristine shape at the ends. <laughs> and uh the Omilianchuk Donho fight uh, that's the first time I've ever seen a fight called on low blows. That guy just gave up. It was a, yeah, I mean he, he, he didn't want to fight anymore. He didn't want to fight anymore. He had been beat up enough and that was his way out. He saw it as his way out. Uh Here's how I can get here. Here's how I can not get my ass handed to you, but not concede that I was beat. But yeah. it backfired. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think he realized that they were going to go to the scorecards. I just thought they were going to. He just thought they were going to disqualify him, and he was going to get a win. But whatever. Yeah. Who knows? No. But it was, dude. Get in fucking shape. If you're going to come do it, do it. He got his ass beat because he was sucking wind quickly. Quickly, yeah. very, very shortly into that fight, and he didn't look good. He looked like he was worn out right off the bat. So that was disappointing. Um, you, <laughs> this is one of the things that that there's so many goddamn fighters. This dude comes out, Christoph Yatko. They announce he's had five fights in the UFC. I've never seen the fucking guy. I wouldn't know him. If we sat down and had lunch next to each other, I'd never recognize the dude. I yeah. ne- I don't remember any of his fights. That's the crazy thing about the UFC, you know. It used to be I knew everybody on the roster, every single person that fought for the UFC. I knew who they were, and it's there's just so many. You know. Yes. 
Uh, Scott Askham knockout. That was great. Yep. Great. Grant Verifite was kind of, was a little bit goofy to me. Um, I, I just couldn't see that, uh, he kept grabbing inside of the gloves. I couldn't see it. I'm sure he must have saw it or he wouldn't have made such a big deal about it, but he, he was very bossy, very <laughs> super bossy dude. Just was kept yelling instructions at people. You go over there and you go. They're just the, it's like Mark Goddard, man. Hey, you're yeah. the, the authority in there. Stay busy. Stay busy. I'm taking a point. Yeah. I loved it. Thought he was, uh, he was great. Uh, the Rivera picket fight. I don't know what to say about that. It was a decision. I mean, you should say something, but if you don't know what to say about it, don't say anything at all. It was a decision win by Brad Pickett. Split decision. Some would say controversial. Uh, uh, yeah. There's a lot of goofiness in that fight, too. Uh, I don't know if you notice this or not, but every decision that happened on that card, every time there was a decision, if there was a Brit involved, it was a Brit that got the nod. Well, the judges were members of Parliament. <laughs> uh, I don't know if you, if you saw this uh, when they announced Musasi, uh, when they announced him at the beginning of the fight. I rewound it like 10 times and watched it because make sure it wasn't just me that saw it because it was a, definitely a real thing. But when they announced that he was number nine ranked in the world, he like rolled his eyes and fucking shook his head. Uh, it was a really just a, a micro expression, but if you go back and see it enough, you could definitely see exactly what he's saying, which is what yeah. he said at the end of the fight, which is, I'm a top five guy. So when they yeah. announced him as n- at number nine, um, yeah, that sucks. If I, if, I mean, that's, I hate, he should be in control of his own intro. I mean, granted, he should have say of what, doesn't get said as a comedian who's you don't want to be you're right up. Yeah, this guy lost this shitty comedy contest but yeah, right <laughs> he came in 16th <laughs> guys trying to have confidence going into a fight right. a big athletic competition and his the announcer is shitting on him well, I think it's I think it's standard that anyone that's ranked in the UFC gets their rank announced. I'm pretty sure at every fight Every fight, I'm pretty sure every fight that but I'm pretty fight sure is ranked. That, but you have a say about what you want in your introduction, your nickname. Right, but you might not have a say about that. Because I'm, I'm almost positive every time there's a fight where uh, one of the fighters is top 15 ranked guy, it gets announced with the introduction, irrespective of... I've never seen it not happen, so... I mean, I haven't been looking for it, but I'm just saying that if you're number 15, who maybe who gives a shit? I don't know. Well, but maybe that's a big deal that you're number 15. But for the guys that are dropping five, I guess it's worse. I would, be, I would say, yo, Bruce Buffer, we've worked together tons of times. Why don't you just leave that part out? Mm. <laughs> but you, whatever. That's all. That's my take on. Your discovery. 
I have nothing else. Okay, good, Morsasi. I thought it was. I I thought he had opportunities to finish the fight, and it didn't didn't go that way. He kind of wrote it out to a decision. He was disappointed a little bit afterwards. S still saying that he's a bit in his head since Uriah Hall spinning kick to the face mm. flying knee combination. But yeah, he was winning that fight up until that point. That's that was unfortunate. Um. But that things have changed for him since uh, since that happened. So he has to try to make it back in the good graces. I don't know if that means taking another fight coming up on short notice. But uh, it wasn't completely one-sided, but it, it felt like it, it, he could have finished uh, ladies latest. But uh, mm. That was my take from it. Yeah, I mean, Latus started playing that playing that game later on in the rounds where he would make it on, he would get put on his butt, and then he would just stay there and sit and try and coax him in. It's like nobody's, everybody knows you're a world class jujitsu guy. Nobody's gonna come just jump in your guard. So you have to fight. <laughs> yeah. If if that happens. At a grappling tournament, uh, well, I don't know all the grappling tournaments. If that happens at a, a Nega tournament, you're going to get penalized. You can't just you have to you have to be engaging in a fight always. You can't be sitting and waiting for your opponent to engage. You have to both be engaging at the same time. If you're not, you're stalling, and you're going to get penalized. You're going to get warned for it, and if you do it again, you're going to going to get a, a advantage or a point taken away and then the second time the third time you're going to get two points taken away and the fourth time you're out you're done um, I'm going to send a link to everyone competing in the Naga in Albany <laughs> of this podcast that counts as you giving them the rules in advance <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've been I've been diligently studying all of my rules over the course of the last week that's a, as soon as we're done here, I'm going, I've just been literally lying in my bed, reading the rules, sending off questions to friends that are more knowledgeable than me, that are actual refs, getting information from them, watching matches online and trying to score them as they go and see how close I am. And uh, I'm doing all right. Things are all right. I'm, I'm feeling confident, you know. Yeah. I get uh, the... the uh, I just don't want to screw up anybody's match. People are driving there. They're spending a lot of money. They're, they've invested a lot of time in the gym to go compete. And I want to give everybody a fair shake. So I want to make sure that I'm up to snuff and I'm feeling good. I feel good. I feel like I'm ready to do it. Give us an example of a rule or something that you're going to be on the lookout for. Hmm. I'll be on the lookout for. Uh, well, here's the thing. Um, so I talked to Tim McIntyre earlier today and I have to, I have to send this to him and let him know because I don't think that he knows. Uh, it's just a small rule, but it's something that you wouldn't know if you don't train in a gi. Tim McIntyre does jujitsu, but he does no gi jujitsu exclusively, but he, he's traveling down to do this tournament in a couple of weeks called the Dragon's Lair and he signed up for the gi tournament as well. And something that you wouldn't know if you don't train gi is that when someone has their gi here, if I'm going to grab this gi, I can either grab it like this and fold it over my hands, 
or I can put a thumb in here and do what's called a pistol grip like that. But what you can't do ever under any circumstances is put your hand inside of the sleeve like this and grab it. So I can put my thumb in, peel it back like that, grab it. I can put my thumb in here and do a pistol grip. Uh, but you can't do, you cannot do this. You can't do it on the, the arms or the legs. So, uh, for those of you, no, nobody saw that. <laughs> I was just, I just showed, YouTube, I just explained it to YouTube you. YouTube viewers may have seen <laughs> yeah, it. YouTube so. viewers may have seen it, but the, uh, everyone is listening to this on, on iTunes or Podbean or any of that can't see yes. it, but. We uh, are rushing this to the presses because this is a Conor McGregor fight. It may not be a historic uniting of the light, well, lightweight and featherweight titles. But there is a big title card, uh, title being contended, and that's the first ever bantamweight championship without Ronda Rousey right. in the main event, at least amongst females. And this is the first time that a main event that is a, a, a co-main event, which is a title fight, is being uh, is playing is being a, is being a co-main event to a non-title fight, and that was yeah. since like I think it was UFC. F- Something like 51 or something. And it was, uh, the main fight was Tito Ortiz versus somebody. And then the co-main was a title fight. Um, I don't remember any of that. Hey, uh, <laughs> in other news, uh, I'll talk about it. I'll talk about it afterwards. I was gonna, I was gonna talk about the two weeks from now, the comedy show, but I'll talk about it afterwards. Okay. Um, honestly, we're recording this on a Thursday. The fights were a Saturday. I don't remember the details on it. Now, all of them, I remember the, the first fight of the night was a nice win for uh, David Taymor against uh, Martin Spenson in a match of two Team McGregor fighters from the most recent series of season of Tough. Right. And, uh, Taymor beat him a minute 26 of round two. Uh, KO, TKO. That was uh, exciting, and yeah, uh, and, and Park lost by decision. My brain couldn't remember, but uh, Norman Park lost yeah, to yeah. Uh, the people off. And um, of course, we should talk about the main events because I, I can't really offer that much else. Like, well, I've <laughs> I've watched it now. Two times all the way through, and and a third time I I did a cursory skimming of each because I really wanted to get I really wanted to take in who I thought won that fight. Um, and here here's here's my take on it. Um, when the 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 first time I watched the whole fight through, when I watched it live uh, on Saturday. I felt that Silva won the fight. Um, when I watched it through, so I was watching it as a fan that first time, just strictly watching it for entertainment purposes, the enjoyment of watching the fight. Uh, the second time I watched it through, I watched it as a judge to try and figure out who I thought. I was just trying to be analytical and, um, and, Here's how I scored it. I scored it the first round, uh, Silva. 
the second round, Bisbing, 100% Bisbing. The third round, 100% Silva. The fourth round, uh, Bisbing was a lot busier, but Silva got the better strikes off, but I still gave it to Bisbing. And then the fifth round, I gave to Silva for sure. So that was the second time watching the fight. So I had it three rounds, first, third, and fifth for Silva, and then the second and fourth for Bisbing. So then I rewatched it a third time, and I can see where the first round could be given to Bisbing. Um, I could see where... I could see where the judges would give the first round of Bisbing. So it, it's not, it's a close thing. It's not a travesty of justice. I don't, I'm not, some people are, you know, calling for people's heads. It's not that. It was a close fight. Silva didn't, Silva was goofing off too much. He didn't take the opportunity to finish him when he could. Um, you know, he, he spent too much time doing his silly breakdance routines and, um, you know, which have been really have served him well for many years, but I, I don't know that he's as fast or as confident as he ever was to be able to pull that stuff off. If he had that hard of a time doing that with Bisbing, that's not going to fly with anybody up in the top of the weight class for sure. So. Uh, if he just, if he just stuck to, if he just, if he just, hmm, he just didn't do, he just didn't, he just didn't try to finish him as much. And, you know, the third round was a, I, I can't imagine what kind of a dump that is where all of your energy is fucking pent up and you're fighting and you're fighting and then you the fight is over and you you yeah, exhale you exhale what yeah i i really don't think that he thought that the fight was over then it happened right after he hit him that the horn went off herb dean was on top of it of course he thought it was over. Why is he jumping on the fence? Of course he thought the fight was over. He wanted people to. It's it's like when you when the pitcher walks off the round after he just throws a strike that's on the corner. He wants that call. He, he wants that walk off home run. I, I've only watched the fight twice. I thought Bisbing won the first round both times. Uh, the it, the excitement of the third round was crazy, but uh, he he could have finished him off in the beginning of the fourth round. Bisbing mm. was still on the wobbliest of legs. He didn't even see a cut man. A cut man wasn't able to tend to him. He had he had a split above and under his eye. That was a really unfortunate thing, and I felt like that was a real travesty. That was the only part of the whole thing where I felt like Herb Dean fucked up. Because Herb Dean didn't fuck up. The people that they reacted to Anderson Silva's reaction. And, I, under, I understand that. Here. I understand that. Everybody, everybody reacted, but no, because there was so much chaos in the ring, nobody got to 
attend to their fighters. Nobody got to sit down and regroup from the from the fight. Nobody got to see a cut man. Nobody got to be coached. It was complete chaos. No, their corners were in there, but the cut men were working on them. The both guys' corners were were in the octagon, but. Okay. Do you think that they were getting the kind of attention that they need if there was no chaos going on in there? No, absolutely. absolutely okay. Not. So, that's the, the so that's the fucking God. travesty, is that your corner doesn't get a chance to fucking coach you, because that's what they're supposed to do. That's the minute that you have there to be coached, regain your fucking consciousness, come down to earth for a minute, hear what your corner has to say, relax get some attention to your cuts, you're supposed to be able to do all those things in that minute. That minute serves a purpose. It's not just a minute that you set on fire. There's a reason for the minute. That minute didn't get appropriated the way it was supposed to be appropriated. So once, so once, so, so you can either follow, you can either follow the letter of the law or you can follow the, the intent of the law and the letter of the law says that it's a minute between rounds. The intent of the law says that that fucking minute is supposed to be there for you to get as much attention as you can from your corner cuts fixed, uh, things seared up, uh, that need to be, uh, trimmed up or whatever. I don't know what, how I'm trying to say it. Um, you know, you need to slip the jab this way and then throw that right cross and whatever, whatever there, whatever, it is that the that the corner has to say to them all that stuff has a reason so instead of following the intent of the uh, the intent for for that minute he followed the letter of that minute and said minutes up everybody's it's time to fight so what he should have done is gotten everybody out of there now everybody goes to their corner now you have a minute to deal with your shit that you need to deal with in a minute and then you come back out here and fight the fact that he doesn't get to see his a fucking cut man that's bullshit that's total bullshit. He has to go there with blood all over his fucking face, streaming out of it. What if, what if he had gotten caught a couple more times there and it fucking ripped open more? He didn't have a chance to put fucking grease on it so the glove slips off of it. And then the fight gets called for a cut. That's not fair to him. That's not fair to the audience. That's not fair to the process. That's not fair to the fight. That's not fair to the spirit of why they're in there being pugilists. Oh, you're driving pugilists on me. I'm just saying, it's not her being false solely because the, the the inspectors that were on outside, the people that are in charge of who comes into the octagon and who doesn't, the people that only allow two corner men, that's why one has to stay outside until the end of the fight, they were persuaded by the actions of Anderson Silva, and all these people came into the, the, the octagon so Herb Dean's running around. I'm just saying it's a. It was a very scary, very big clusterfuck, but not the onus of. If there's one person that's at fault, it's Anderson Silva. That's find me on Twitter at Nakona for hate. No, um, <laughs> but I'm just saying it's crazy. But but the point is, uh, when we're talking about Anderson it, Silva, like, doesn't control the inside of the octagon. There's but one person like, that's there's one person that's in control of the octagon, and that is the ref. Yeah, but the door opens at the end of every round, and and at the end of the fight, and different amounts of people come in. So if things just happen, boom, 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 at the end of the round, they saw him up there. So all the people that come in, 
when the fight is over and the doors are open, come in. So here's all I'm saying is, is after, after it all gets, once we realize, once silver realizes the fight's not over, once the corner realizes, once Bisbing's corner realizes, once all of the extra people that are in the cage that don't need to be in there realize, once there, once there is an acknowledgement that, oh shit, the fight's not over, then everyone needs to go to their corner and get seen by their corner people. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying that you are a fool if you think <laughs> that Anderson Silva didn't know the fight wasn't over. He knew exactly what he was doing in the same way that Pedro Martinez knew what he was doing when he was just walking off the mound on a close 3-2 pitch with two outs and a runner on third base. He was leaving there trying to and, and even if he even if that wasn't the case Maybe he wanted to create that chaos where Bisping thought he lost or he's bounced back. But anyway, Herb Dean has come out and done the interviews. I actually have not watched them, but I did read an article, I believe, on MMA fighting because he was on the MMA Hour with Ariel Hawani. Uh, Herb Dean looked at Bisping the whole time. He didn't see his eyes go completely out. It was a devastating shot, but... It was just a million things happened in the fight. My point is, in the fight, which did continue, at the much to the danger of the face of Michael Bisping, Anderson Silva could have ended it easily in the fourth round. Bisping barely knew it was a fourth round going into it. He had to be told repeatedly by his corner, if this was the National Football League, and that was a wide receiver, got kneed in the head or landed on his head, he would have had a concussion test and not been allowed back in. They don't right. have concussion tests in the UFC. So he went back out and fought and he survived that fourth round. I would even say uh, winning it and um, I and gave it to him because he was I gave it to him because he was busier. I didn't think yeah. uh, Anderson Silva got off the more substantiated strikes he got off the strikes that meant something in that round and bisbing didn't get off the strikes that meant something that round he he pushed the action and he threw more volume but he did not connect uh as much or as as uh effectively as silva did but i gave him the round Mm -hmm. and round five he just survived It, it was close at the end but uh, he just did pull it out. And so how did you score the fight? That's how I, sc- I scored it. One, four, sorry, one, two, and four for Bisping. I thought he run- I thought he won one, round two. one. One, fairly, two, and four. Okay, right. Yeah, fairly soundly. And um, so that's how I saw it. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if that fight was in Brazil, probably goes the other way. It's that, it's a close fight. It's a close fight. <laughs> it's not, it wasn't a landslide either way. So it's not, uh, um, you know, I don't, I definitely don't see that third round the same as you at all. I feel like, uh, Silva thought the fight was over. He jumped up on the ring. Uh, he had, he didn't know what they were, he didn't understand. He wasn't getting what they were fucking saying to him. There's a huge, 
energy dump after that. You're, there's a big <sighs> exhale. The fight's over. You don't have to be on your guard anymore. It's like, uh, you know, it's like when you eat and your body temperature drops because now you don't have to hunt for food anymore. <laughs> so that's the physiology. Um, he, the fight's over. He doesn't have to be on his guard. He doesn't have to have that, uh, testosterone coursing through his veins in such high amounts that his body needs in order to fight another human being. So if there wasn't that confusion, who knows? I don't think it was purposeful in the least. Uh, <laughs> we're on opposite uh, opposite sides of many, uh, many theoretical um, <laughs> conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's a conspiracy. He's been in 35 fights. He knows when a ref does this is the end of the fight. When the ref doesn't do that, when an air horn sounds, is he playing hockey? Has a fight ever ended with an air horn sound? Besides so what does Herb Dean have to say? What has Herb Dean said? You said he's come out to say stuff. What has he said exactly? I said it. I He said the only thing that I know about what he said was about watching Michael Bisping and making sure that he wasn't actually KO'd. Right. And, and, and that's why the fight was allowed to continue because he wasn't KO'd. He got right. kicked. He, I, I agree. I, he wasn't KO'd. If that was 10, if there was 10 seconds left in that round, he's KO'd because Bisping, because Silva would have gotten on top of him and rained down another 10 punches and Herb Dean would have stopped it. But, uh, I agree he wasn't KO'd. But that's, that's, so that's the only thing that you heard from Herb Dean, that he would just was making sure that. I just said I haven't okay. watched his, his, his full interview, but. Okay. All right. That, that's, that's all I, uh, that's all I have to offer in the, in the world of Herb Dean. But. I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't benefit, it doesn't benefit Silva to not get that rest period. It doesn't benefit Silva to fake the the ending of the fight. <laughs> it's all mind games. You think Bisping was on his stool. It looked he was so dazed. He looked like he was complaining about the stoppage because Right, he thought the fight was, was, over, was too. over too. Right. And it's all based on the that's why I'm using the pitcher analogy. You create the reality, you create the perception and other people follow suit. That's why catchers move their gloved up in the strike zone to, to make you think you saw a thing that you didn't. And, and it looked like he knocked him out with the knee. If I was in the stands, I would have thought that because Herb Dean is right there. He was there to get in between them at the end of the round, which is standard. And, and that's exactly what he did. He, he wasn't waving his hands in the air. He just got right between them. After the knee landed and the buzzer sounded, that's that's all. That's how I saw it, and and it looked like Diaz was even trying to be cute with the guy who was pulling him down. Uh, sorry, not Diaz. Uh, Silva w was up on top of the cage, and the guy was saying, "The fight is not over. The fight is not over," and he's doing the praying thing. He's asking him to, he's, he, here's what he thinks. Here's what Silva thinks. Silva thinks the guy is telling him, Hey, you have to get off the cage. And Silva's going, please let me just be on the cage. I want to celebrate. So please let me be. 
He doesn't understand. His English is not very good. His English so, was pretty good until he got popped for steroids, and then all of a sudden he needed a translator at all the court hearings. <laughs> His English, his English is not is not that the best. It's it, he could he could survive in America if he if he never had a translator, but it's not the best English. And uh, he was confused. I don't. It wasn't. It didn't look like he was being cutesy at all. Because once he realized, he said it. Then another dude came over and said something, and he went fuck. <laughs> but even if. It... <laughs> Even still, he knows how hard that that damage was to him. He should have been able to finish him off with anything, like jabs. He was on such wobbly legs at the beginning of the fourth round. But instead, he ended up losing the fourth round and having to try to make up with it for with two minutes left in the fifth round to pour it no, it's on. Not, it's, a, it's a poor game plan. I don't know what his game plan was, but it wasn't a good game plan. He yeah, should. I mean, he should have. He should have. He should have knocked out Michael Bisping to lure you in, and he's trying to fuck with everyone. Oh, and, he, and the, the Michael Bisping of five years ago would have fucking knocked the, the Anderson Silva of five years ago would have knocked Michael Bisping out in a fucking one or two rounds. It makes me sad. <laughs> it bums me out that I don't see that dude ever being a viable fighter again. But, may, you know, who knows? Weirder shit's happened on this planet. Yeah. He's, he's the he's the best that has ever been. The best, best martial artist, best mixed martial artist that we've ever seen. And uh, You don't speak for I me. Hope, I hope to. <laughs> I know. You're all up McGregor's a-hole. I, we get I don't it. think McGregor's the greatest. I don't think I think it's too soon to say who's the greatest anyway. It's just I feel like this is a sport that's been around for twenty years, but it hasn't really been the true mix of everything in, until the last few. Anyway, I think we should we get I gotta get going. We we should wrap this up and uh do our picks for the the top I say we do the whole card. There's 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 five fights on the main card. It starts with the women's bantamweight one. I say we might as well Right. Let me let me clock into my fucking thing because I it, it never works out right. So I'm gonna clock into my I'm gonna click it off. I'm gonna clock in and click off. <laughs> I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go into my I'm gonna go into my picks. I'm gonna go into my uh, my fantasy and I'm gonna log in and click off. And uh, here we go, logging in. Here it okay. is. Uh, What's your password? Let's see if that works. Good. Good to go. Here we go. All right. Well, the main card begins with the the second fight from the only woman to ever defeat Joanna Yinjainchik two times in Muay Thai. Shvenko? Shvenko, yes. She has... uh, Gone up in weight to bantam weight, no more, or maybe you want to drop down to straw weight. Not sure, okay. but she's fighting Amanda Nunez. Who you got? Okay, click it uh, off. I'm going to click off on Shvenko. Okay, I'm going to give Shvenko a click off. I'm going to go by round one knockout. Okay, 
All right. Um, what do you got? Uh, I'm gonna. I'll, I'll, I like Shvenko. I thought she looked good in, in her debut with the UFC and Fox in December. But uh, Amanda Nunez is kind of a beast, so I'll, mm. I'll pick Amanda Nunez submission second All right. round. All right. All right. We got Corey Anderson, Tom Lawler. That- Dirty Tom Lawler is the dirtiest nickname. Yeah. <laughs> uh, filthy Tom Lawler. I think that's Filthy it. Tom, that's right. Hasn't fought since UFC 189. Uh, Corey Anderson is. I'll, I'll pick. I'll pick first. Um, I'll take Corey Anderson by decision. Uh, I'm gonna do the same. <laughs> it's the same exact pick. So. Oh, we've got a match. Uh, uh, let me see if I. Let me see. Uh, maybe I'll. Nah, I think it. I think it. I feel like these guys are both game, and it's just gonna come down to Anderson's wrestling, uh, and him being on top. Uh, for most of it, and that's going to make a decision happen. So, yeah. And then Jean Volante and uh, Elir Latifi. Elir Latifi, who we last saw in Boston. We, I I missed. I went to the concession stand for five seconds, and I missed his performance bonus earning knockout of the night. Mm. Um, or performance of the night, but. Who do you got? Who, who, you, uh, who you picking? I got Volante. Uh, I'm gonna go Volante by second round submission. Okay. Well, I'm changing my pick. After this. <laughs> I don't want to have same these. Oh, you had the same exact one? <laughs> no, I didn't have second round submission. I had yeah. by decision, and that's oh, not okay. fun. But Latifi, I mean. I'm excited to see him since I I missed him live, so uh, I I think he'll he'll take out John Volante, but I I am looking forward to the fight just because uh, my favorite corner man Ray Longo will be in his corner, mm. maybe with Chris Weidman, former middleweight champ. It will be Weidman. It will be Weidman. I've I've seen the uh, I don't know if you saw today's. Um, I saw the first three embeddeds. So. Yeah, so the embedded, you you see, uh, Weidman is is hanging with him, so I imagine yeah. he's going to be in his corner. No, he actually is going to be in his corner because he mentioned that he's going to be in his corner. So That's there you go. The quote. And <laughs> finally, the co-main event, the championship. Holly Holm defending her title for the first time since. Head kick knockout of Ronda Rousey back in November against the strike force champion Misha Tate. Holy shiznit. Yeah. That was a fucking crazy fight. I got home by first round knockout. Ooh, oh, wow. Okay. Well, mm. first round knockout. See, I, I have home winning by decision. That's how I see it happen. <laughs> All right. Okay. Five rounds. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the only co-main event. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess if she can, if she can, if she can be a lot safer than um, Rousey was, and not be as aggressive. I mean, that was the downfall of Rousey was her too much belief in herself, her being way too aggressive and meeting up with a powerful, powerful counterpuncher. 
Right. So, but if Tate tries to play it safer, I could see it going to a decision. But I'm looking forward to it, though. I, mm. I don't know. I just have a feeling it'll it'll go to decision. I feel like Tate will be tentative. They'll try to lock up in the clinch, and she'll try to grapple with her to get her to the ground. Hmm. Uh, I, I think she'll be try to get. She'll try to stay within her range so she can't home can't circle the whole octagon punching and kicking at will but i don't know from all the homes before rousey fight have all gone to decision in the ufc and granted it's only been two mm, fights right but um that's just sort of how i see it i haven't seen uh i mean misha tate's last few fights have all gone to decision as well uh yeah so well i think that i think that home turned a corner after that last fight and really is going to start letting loose on some bitches <laughs> i think she uh i think it was like she said she's been holding back and now she's not going to be holding back anymore i just see her mowing people down first round ko hey first round ko that's uh that leads us to the main event. The welterweight bout between Nate Diaz and Conor McGregor. And I and I say bitches as in reference to a fighter, not in the fact that there are women fighters, so I would I would have said it about <laughs> men fighters. I'm, I'm just uh, I'm saying it to our listening public who might get offended by me calling okay. them bitches. I, I was calling if them. They lasted an yeah. hour into this podcast without being offended yet, <laughs> right? Because right. I would because uh, I would have said I would have said the same thing about men fighters. So it's not, it's <laughs> and not, Diaz, I, I, what, was Diaz not, has bitch a lot in the octagon calling yeah, people. That's true. So your your call of Holly Holm, Misha Tate, first round, first round knockout, knock yeah. the fuck out, first round. Yeah, and and uh, and and that will be huh. my pick for the main event. Conor oh, McGregor right. knocking out Nick Diaz, round one, hmm. clean. All right, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I, you know what? I really, I, I, I feel like McGregor's gonna win the fight, but, uh, but I'm gonna, just to be, uh, contrarian, uh, I'm gonna go Diaz by third round submission. Oh, alright. Well, there you have it. Will Nick officially make his picks in time for the fight? I got him saved. They're all done. It's all saved right now. I just have to finish the rest of the card, but everyone we just, we just covered is all saved. So. Cool, and there's a big press conference. If you're listening to this tonight, there's a press conference tomorrow, Friday, March 4th. Uh, UFC's next four months of announcements. Uh, so maybe we'll respond to that. Probably not. Whatever. And if you're if you're still listening, uh, we have a book to give away. Still, uh, we've had it for a few weeks now. I finished yeah. reading it, but we've got it right here. The Crippler, yeah. uh, Cage Fighting, and My Life on the Edge. By Mike Chris, Chris Lee, we got a, it's a brand new book, folks. All you gotta do is just leave us a review, 
a favorable review. You can't leave us a shitty review. We're not going to give you a, a shitty review. We'll just send you one page of the book. Right. We'll, we'll burn. We'll burn most of the book and then send you the charred remains of the book if you give us a shitty review. Yes. Uh, you give us a nice review on iTunes, and when we get five of them, there are three there now. So uh, you said it was a not a very tall order to get five more, but we still haven't gotten one more since I announced it the first time, which was like three podcasts ago. So. Uh, here we go. We st- we're still looking for for those. Uh, we can't. It, it doesn't show up in the our, the rating. Doesn't show up unless you get a certain amount of them. So we need them a certain amount of them there because then people can see what other listeners have rated the podcast, and it will help them make a decision on whether they want to download it or not. So it would be helping us by putting that putting a nice review up there. And once we get five more of them, we're gonna send. Uh, we're gonna pick somebody and send them a copy of this book. Uh, awesome. Yeah, we also so, got, we have some T-shirts to give away too. Uh, yeah, tune in to our look at our Twitter. We'll send out the a link. You can see our picks if they've changed on Fight Night. <laughs> if you have any questions? How do I leave her an iTunes review? We'll show you how to Google that sentence instead of asking us. <laughs> Great, everyone will be perfect. We're all going to win. All uh, right. Awesome. Well, good first live broadcast. Thanks for those of you who have watched this, and uh, please tune in again next time. All right. MM Maniacs, over and out. Woo, good night. Peace. That's your line. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Okay. Uh, All right, so stop that so it's not live anymore, right? Yeah, yeah, it's stopping. Um, uh, Gary and, uh, and Peter are coming up and Rob Crean are coming up on the 16th too. Just a FYI. If you wanted to catch a ride up with those guys. <laughs> I could catch um, a ride up with those guys, but I don't know. If, oh shit. That never mind. They're, they're not going to want to do a podcast. Maybe they will. That would be fucking great. They came up early, and the four of us did an MMA uh, podcast. I don't think I don't think Rob Crean or Peterson know anything about MMA, though. Yeah, you know what though? Gary secretly does jujitsu. Did you not know that? What? Yeah. No. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I found no out. Oh shit! All know. right. Huh. Uh, I don't know why he keeps it a secret. I asked him if he wanted to come over on Monday, but he. Uh, he said that uh, what's it called? He has no voice from doing the CD recording. Oh yeah. Ooh. Okay. Well, we can uh, shoot for. Uh, you want to shoot for Monday to try and do one live down at your place? Is that what you're talking um, about? I'm not sure. Let me see. Uh... I see an off-air thing on the top right. Well, that off-air thing is invalid because we have already I wonder if that was... Uh... Uh, so we should... Um... Hmm. I don't know if it all... It, it, I put the link out there and it says it's only... Actually, no, that makes sense. It says 45 minutes, but I thought we started recording 
like at seven. Uh, I think that's. I think we're there's, there's probably ten or fifteen minutes of us just bullshitting beforehand, but yeah. All right, hang on. Fair to the audience. That's not fair. Okay, to no, no. It's one hundred. It's one hour and fifteen minutes now. That's not fair to the fight. It's not fair to the spirit of Warner's side until the end of the. You're not in charge of who comes. Weird. Uh, yeah. So you're you're gonna watch it in a hotel room, or you're not gonna watch it? Uh, I, I don't know. I, 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 I don't know. I don't know when I'll get to watch it, but I'll I'll have watched it by Monday anyways. Yeah, okay. Um Monday. Yeah, what time were you thinking about coming down? I, I don't think I have anything going on. I don't see anything on my calendar. Uh, I don't know. I'm not sure. Uh I, I would say probably mid afternoon ish. Something like that. Maybe like uh, try and get there for sometime between two and four. Late afternoon ish. All right. Uh, I guess between two and four. Okay, Nick. Well, enjoy the Naga tournament. Be safe. Tell Albany, New York, you said hello. All right. All right, brother man. Have a good weekend, and I will, uh, I'm sure I'll, if I don't talk to you over the weekend, I'll talk to you on Monday. Yeah, okay. Tweet your picks at me. I'll, I'll remind you. I'll Saturday. tweet your picks. I'll tweet okay. picks you, you tweet picks me. We'll tweet your yeah, picks I'm each other. I'm making mine the way in, but I'll, 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 I'll let you know. All right, man. All right. I'll Take talk to you. All right, bye. Peace. That's the end. Now read it. The MMAniacs podcast brought to you by Team Link of Hookset, New Hampshire. They're located at 1338 Hookset Road in Hookset, and their phone number is 603-641-3444. Their website is www.teamlinkhooksetnh.com. Uh, I've been training in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu for about 20 years, and for the last four years I've been training at Team Link, and it's one of the best schools I've ever trained at. Um, there's a lot of great instructors over there. There's no knuckleheads whatsoever. A lot of people there that are trying to help you get better at whatever it is that you want to study. Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, boxing, kickboxing, mixed martial arts, karate, whatever it is that you want to study for martial arts, they've got somebody there to teach you the right way to do it. Uh, so if you go there, you tell them that the MMAniacs podcast sent you. They'll give you a free T-shirt and 30 free days to try out the school. Uh, again, their phone number is 603-641-3444, and their website is teamlinkhooksetnh.com.